A college dropout pipsqueak gives up the security of an illegal casino to enter the adrenaline-pumping world of ripping people off through a pump-and-dump scheme in this who's who of Hollywood bad boys. In this Wall Street thriller set in beautiful Long Island, we get plenty of cold calling, motivational speeches, and Jamie Kennedy experiences, all while Scott Kahn's hair continues to get larger. Thinking of investing in Ferrotech? Me too! Guys, let's talk about Boiler Room. Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. She just killed a helicopter with a car. I'm sorry, boys. All right, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we, we get together on this thing! If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing, I could just glue it. Sandbagging, son of a bitch! Y'all ready to bust a Lick a license. Hey, lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent! You look like a blueberry! I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to! Do you know who I am? You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't I'm Mo Green! What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. All right, let's get into Boiler Room. Ow! I love this movie. I've always loved this movie. It's one of my favorite movies, and I'm very excited to talk about it. I'm <laughs> confused about how you feel about this movie. Do you like it or not? I love well, it. We know, oh, okay. we know your first impression pretty well. I remember, similar to Aaron, really loving this movie when it came out. I saw it like at the perfect age, like 19 or something like that. Rewatching it. Uh, now after not seeing it in so many years I just so many comparisons it, it felt a little like entourage to me like the cast of guys was just like so fun and I was like into all of them like as actors not uh, romantically I just thought it was a really really fun group of guys to spend spend a couple hours with I, this is yeah. the first time I saw the movie um, and I absolutely loved it and I was uh I was pretty upset that I hadn't seen it before. Really enjoyed the voiceover-driven script. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just was, like, all in. And, like, so when Ben Affleck gives his first speech, I was immediately like, oh, they're, like, ripping off Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Right, which he even says. But then they, they yeah. yeah, they bring up the movie later, and so it's self-aware. I think that they know where they're at as a movie. They're not trying to do anything... Um, completely original they're just having a good time like i and i was all in on it it was a great it was a great watch i was really really happy with it my first impression is obviously different from everybody's because like pollard this is the first time i saw this movie and Everyone i has their own first 45 impression. minutes into it i'm just like how long is this movie i just i didn't oh, it didn't have great. the special place in my heart that obviously it has for a lot of other people um that saw it when they were younger just because i have no interest in finance I have no interest in stocks. Um, there's a lot of to good things. To be fair, things. neither did the guys in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was all just about making money. Yeah, it was so good, though. No, there's a lot of stuff to like about it. Um, you know, Giovanni Rubisi is, like, very likable. Um, he, is he? He's... I mean... Well, Hell yeah, okay, he we'll, is. we'll get into that. There's, he, there's, like, a lot of other actors that could have done that role that you would have hated right away, where it's just like, I don't like this guy. It took me a little I bit think, of time I think to what it like is Giovanni is Rubisi. everyone else is so 
unlikable that he comes yeah. off as likable. Like, uh, yeah. Exactly. yeah. I mean, even his dad. Is yeah. just a, so I feel like another thing was like, I did sales for a little bit and like every morning when I woke up, I was just dry heaving. I'm just like, oh God, I hate my job. So this just gave me flashbacks. <laughs> I, I also worked in a telemarketing like office <laughs> for like maybe three months and it was a horrible three oh, months. Oh, it's the worst. And it was just like this boiler room. Like right? we weren't, we weren't selling, s- well, it was really scam like. No, they did change their company name. They changed their pay structure while I was there because you could tell they had to get better with the books. We were selling um, like bogus auto warranties. Right. That, like they had an office good. next door with just phones, nothing you else. You were no selling furniture. the licenses to sell the warranties. Yeah, they would hand. They would like walk up and down the aisles and hand out five hour energies like four times a day. And you're no like, way. Yeah. How are these people like? How many That's people? That's twenty are hours of energy. <laughs> That's a lot was, of energy. Yeah, it was not a good time. That's so good. to sum up, I didn't like this movie. <laughs> Kyle? Uh, my first impression is kind of hard to put a pin on because I think I've seen it with Joel back in the day. I think I saw it with Aaron in college because both of you guys have liked this movie for a long time. But I didn't remember a single beat of it. So like, it kind of felt like my first time watching it this time. You remembered the players, but not the plays. Yeah, I think if I had <laughs> grown up liking it when you guys got into it, I would have had an affinity for this movie. Like mm-hmm. you guys, where it's just like, yeah, it's the best. Like I love the characters. I was so into it back then. And like you just kind of hang on to that. I mean, I was listening to Blink-182 today, and like... It's not good music, but I had an affinity for it because I liked it at that age. And I think this movie is similar because, like, feeling this, you yeah. hold your tongue on that yeah. Blink One Eighty Two opinion. I, I just, <laughs> no, I agree. I just thought it was a very mm-hmm. mediocre movie, but I understand why you guys enjoyed it a lot. See, I even this time around, like, went into it prepared to be like, all right, this is kind of stupid, but I kind of like. It was like a weird, cool movie. Like, it wasn't an Academy Award winner or anything, but it was like. It had enough different kind of vibes to it where it was like, this yeah. is a cool movie. I think it's it's very appropriate, the comparison to Blink-182, because it's like, yes, it was a cool movie at the time. At a very specific time in movie history, it was yeah. a cool movie. <laughs> now, no, also like Blink-182, a lot of the dialogue in this movie has an age well, <laughs> just like Blink-182's stage banter. Yeah. I disagree. I thought it was great, and I thought it was a simple... Uh, capture like of the story that they were trying to tell some of the financial goings on like is not easy to follow and you have to like wait, wait how does the scam work and that's a little complicated but yeah. it's really just the story of this kid trying to impress his dad Giovanni Ribisi is a hustler I mean so we get it early on in the movie he has started his own little like casino in his apartment in uh, New York and it says that they you know, cater to college students, and he himself is like a college dropout, so he's pretty young. Do, do you think that if, if some guys, one that you knew, showed up in a Ferrari and were like, hey, we think we can get you in on what we're yeah, doing, and, and you can make a lot of money really fast. When I was 19? Hell yeah. yeah. I was going to say, this is the first time I realized he was 19 years old. I always assumed he was like a little older, like 22, 23. Yeah. But like 19 is wild. Well, he doesn't look 19 at all. No, not at all. <laughs> <But> <laughs> he looks fact, like a strong like a out 26 out. year old. Right. But the fact that he's able to like have his own professional level blackjack setup in his in his house in his apartment, 
It's like he's good. Professional level, he he talks about he makes he He makes his own shit. Yeah, well, I know, but he bought them at the store originally, and then people were hustling him because like, oh, I'm sorry, when he was eighteen, yeah, he wasn't great at running a casino yet. I'm just saying, professional. Like, there's two guys that knock on his door, and it's like, hey, I got like forty bucks. He's got the slider in the door. He's got food and beverage going. A lot of Coca Cola. Twenty four hours service. Coca Cola definitely. I guess I'm yeah. It's, but they it's call them out when they say, like, you know, this is not going to last forever. Like, you're yeah. going to get rolled up on, and this is, place is going to get closed Did down. Did you guys and see Molly's game? A ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> That's a professional, illegal I operation. Agree. I agree. This is like. Okay, but to for do a that, 19. Was either. Molly 19 in Molly's game? She was 17. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, more power to Molly. That was. Uh... The Will Ferrell and uh, Amy Poehler. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where he chops off his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. I like that movie. <laughs> Underrated. So he gets recruited to J.T. Marlin. We meet the exciting world of J.T. Marlin. Great name, J.T. Marlin. Off of the Long Island Expressway. I love that scene where they're just like, well, way out of town, nowhere near Wall Street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah also that line, like, they mentioned twice in like 10 seconds. An hour from Wall Street. Right. Like, they say it twice. Like, yeah. it just wasn't in good the script same writing. Sentence. Yeah. Yeah, he says it <laughs> I love that when they first get to JT Marlin and all the recruitees, trainees, Giovanni Ribisi included, they get to the boardroom and that first speech, Ben Affleck, the head recruiter coming in and he, Giovanni Ribisi is like looking around, he's like, like, I should have known like when I first got in there, it, it felt like a Hitler recruitment video. Here's the deal. I'm not here to waste your time. Okay. I certainly hope you're not here to waste mine. So I'm going to keep this short. Become an employee of this firm, you will make your first million within three years. Okay? I'm going to repeat that. You will make a million dollars within three years of your first day of employment at J.T. Marlin. There is no question as to whether or not you'll become a millionaire working here. The only question is how many times over. You think I'm joking? I am not joking. I am a millionaire. I drive a Ferrari, 355 Cabriolet. What's up? I have a ridiculous house in the South Fork. I have every toy you can possibly imagine. But yeah, so in that in that scene, like it's set up where you know they don't want uh, anybody that's familiar with stockbrokerage right. and nobody that's. Um, they kick the Series Seven guy yeah, out. Yeah, nobody's taken the Series Seven before. They want new brokers. They want to train them themselves. Yeah. And they, they kicked out the guy that didn't... Re he was like, what a fucking idiot to Love one of the other part. trainees. And like, yeah, get the yeah. fuck out. You got to respect each other. Shows Which, like, you know, that's maybe a rule that they don't quite Yeah, they don't themselves. follow it at all. It's yeah. a little bit of a code for new people because they want to show that, like, listen, I'm the big dick. Like, if you're out here, like, trying to cause shit, like, no, you're nothing. Yeah, like, only so they I want, can cause shit. They want submissives. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how you construed that as, like, good advice, Joel. You're like, yeah, Ben Affleck, he, I think he gave them great advice, like, life advice, like, how to be good at this. And it's like, he sold them a pipe dream. <laughs> yeah. He talked about all this money he had and then basically said, like, if you, if you want the door, get the door, fuck your friends, tell your family to shove it, like, you'll be paying their car payments. It's just like, they're isolating you, they're breaking you yeah. down, they're yeah. turning you, let, they're making you submissive, like you were saying. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, so let it me is rephrase. not, like, a nice, healthy environment. Let, There's no good advice. Let me rephrase. What I meant is, yeah, I agree, it's not a healthy environment, and on the advice thing, what I meant is, I thought he did a good job of, as his role in that company, describing to them what it's going to be like, what the job is, what their responsibilities are. First three months of the firm or as a trainee, <clears throat> you make $150 a week. 
After you're done training, you take the Series 7. You pass that, you become a junior broker, and you're opening accounts for your team leader. You open 40 accounts, you start working for yourself. The sky's the limit. Word or two about being a trainee, your friends, your parents, the other brokers, whoever, they're going to give you shit about it. It's true. $150 a week, not a lot of money. But pay them no mind. You need to learn this business, and this is the time to do it. Once you pass the test, none of that's going to matter. Your friends are shit. They tell me you made 25 grand last month, they're not gonna fucking believe you. Fuck them! Fuck them! Parents don't like the life you lead? Fuck you, mom and dad. You know yeah, he mean? says, call me on Monday if you want in to a room of 50 guys. How many calls? I don't think he Monday. really tempers his expectations because he pumps them up with, you're gonna be a millionaire. Like, go home, <laughs> yeah. think about it. Well, like, yeah. then come back it's basically like the same speech that he would give like any client that calls in. Like, yeah. he's trying to sell no, them yeah, on this obviously job. Obviously, he's yeah. a salesman, but he also tells them, like, don't think about taking any vacation days. Yep. If you want a vacation, like, go teach third grade. Mm -hmm. Like, we work here. Yeah. Yeah. So don't have but any they don't. two ways about it. Everyone else works, and they just kind of hop on the phone when the deal's closed. Is that considered a pyramid scheme or not well for the first 40 work? it is for them for while they're trainees it is i needed a lot of big short like breakdowns of what's happening yeah. throughout the movie i was pretty lost a lot of the agreed. time agreed agreed but i would do it i'd for sure buy it no, i'm not saying it's good advice no like, but it's, you're it's talking totally from life experience you did have a speech like that what was the guy's name <laughs> <laughs> giving that speech to those 19 year olds the kids who do come back and stay will work really hard like Giovanni Ribisi yeah. does. Yeah. Like it's a very effective tool of getting like quality employees who will do that, you know, free labor. Well, and for this at least is 40 rips. This is this is <laughs> loosely this is loosely based on a true story and I think the takeaway is like this is what people are capable of and I as mean, the, you can attest to it. Right. As <laughs> as disgusting and unethical as Ben Affleck's character is like the tactics that they're using works. And the mm -hmm. methods that they're using work in a way that will make them all millionaires. Like, it's a part of kind of what the movie is talking about, I think, that picture into that piece of, of human nature. Yeah, it's just manipulation. Yeah, and, and it's different. It's from a different time. You yeah. know, there's n the, the power of the sales call is not the same as it used to be. They're, like, checking the paper for the – and be like, mm -hmm. oh, you have to sell it first thing in the morning. Like, right. it just it doesn't yeah. exist. Like, right. you, can't, you have to Yeah, yeah that's a good part. Yeah. I didn't think about that because, like, it is 2000. It is harder to check mm -hmm. yeah. and all that it, kind of stuff. And I love when – so when he comes back into the office, Giovanni Rubisi, he gets to talk with his guy that's sort of going to take him under his wing, Greg, Greg who yeah. he has to open the accounts for. Super unlikable. <laughs> yeah. Very unlikable yeah. guy. But they, they really hammer home how Jewish he is. And, and oh, he's, yeah. yeah, and he's but he's never likable. Like, yeah, going to the no. casino scene all the way yep. through the movie. At yep. least him going to the casino, like he's with ja he's hanging out with Jamie Kennedy. Right, you know if he's hanging yeah. out with Jamie Kennedy, it's Which like okay, makes he's him oh unlikable. Well, no, he like he takes pity on people. It's an experience. You know? But he comes in talking so much shit about how he's gonna take the casino for all they've got. Yeah, he throws his cash down. He has like yeah. a smug look the right. whole time. So you're saying, which we never know, but right. like we assume you're like, saying he lost all of it. He's yeah. a nice guy because he's hanging out with Jamie Kennedy at the beginning. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But Jamie Kennedy's spitting lines in that scene, like, "Yo, shit is yellow." B Rizzy's the color, nugga. That's what I'm okay, so Greg is like, ah, oh, poor guy. Like, nobody's hanging out with him at the office. Like, I'm going to go That's out with true. him. That's true. I feel like no one likes Greg because he's a douchebag, and yeah, Jamie right. Kennedy's the only one that'll be like, yeah, I'll hang out with mm -hmm. you. I know a cool po poker game we can make some money at. Greg's hair also comically large, much like uh, yeah. Scott Kahn's. Oh, Both yeah. Both of them just super high hair. A lot of big hair. <laughs> Scott Kahn's is definitely to make him look like he's not 4'11. 
You know, it's like, hey, we, we just poof it up a little bit. Look at that, you're five six. Yeah, like, Johnny Bravo. He's yeah. just the, the real life Johnny Bravo. So so Greg's giving uh Giovanni Ribisi's character Seth the lowdown on basically and I love that like two or three minutes where he just kinda explains what he's doing. And we basically find out, similar to Pollard's uh, ex job, it's uh it's contact sport, he says, and you're just making calls all day and he's like, Good brokers will make seven hundred calls in a day. 700 phone calls in a day? If he, um, if, if Giovanni Ribisi is working 10-hour days, which might be realistic, that's 70 phone calls a minute with no breaks. <laughs> or 70 phone calls an hour yeah, I was like, wait, a minute. no breaks. Wait, wait, yeah. A minute <laughs> would yeah. make too much sense. The only way that's doable is like you got to imagine 80% are just not even answer the yeah, phone. Yeah, but that still yeah. takes like 20 seconds Another to ring. Another 10% are probably yeah. like, yeah. stop calling me here. And yeah. I think, I think Greg right says like, oh, our phone bill this month was $400,000. Right. They were paying for it's long distance. They're also <laughs> paying to like route it through the Cayman Islands. Yeah. yeah. Back somewhere else. Right. That's untraceable. That's probably where a lot of that 400 <laughs> yeah. grand's going yeah, to hide it. Sure. <laughs> Uh, one of the best lines in that scene where Greg's like kind of telling Seth, the Giovanni Rubisi's character, like showing him the rope, kind of like, all right, you're shit, you're shit on the phone right now. I'm going to tell you what you need to do to kind of like get better. And one of the things he says is don't pitch the bitch. And at JT Marlin, they do not pitch stocks to women. It's a sexist time in 2000. Man. Super bro-y. I, I hated it. He also says, did you see Glengarry Glen Ross? And it's See, like that's where they're aware of the Yeah, remember ABC? No, I know they're they're a little too aware, is right, my point. Right. Like keep always be yeah, like, all these other movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't need to do you know that. This like, other movie, Wall Street, yeah. is like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's such we'll a throwaway line quote. once to like yeah. touch on it that it's like definitely you don't a couple need times they like, talk about the Glenn Gary Glenn yeah. Ross. But still, it's just a little too much and i think before this is where we get the scene with seth and his dad right and like his dad just fucking hates him so yeah. much yeah he's uh, nice it's dad. like his disdain for seth is just so palpable judge what? Derek wibley of some 41 <laughs> yes <laughs> he's a he's a he's a respected no. judge with spiked hair <laughs> yeah <laughs> Shows Every, up and it's like we got this guy. No, the the cat like whoever does the hair and makeup for this movie was just like big vertical. <laughs> yeah, Everything's yeah. Out. going up, 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 <laughs> straight to the top. <laughs> and the spikiness will hammer home that you're mean. <laughs> yeah, he's a prickly guy. Yeah. Well, his son is running an illegal gambling operation at right. his house. He's, like, he's a ton of he's money. A federal judge. And he dropped yeah. out of college. And yeah, I would be pretty. There's a lot of reasons too. to be upset with him. Which Kyle and I found out Queens College. Four-year school? Mm. No way. We thought it was a JC. The uh, the Vin Diesel closing that one call was just such a stupid scene. Watching it now, yeah. when he like quiets the whole room down. Oh, he, like, really? You it. thought that was stupid? I just thought it wasn't. It was trying to show that he's like this badass salesman that could sell anything, and yeah. it's like it's it, just it, whatever. And it wasn't that good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I thought that too. Like I thought it was cool what they were trying to do. But I thought it was way too easy. Like this person that That's was insane. very, you know, it like, was effective it for me. I feel, yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm on the exact opposite wavelength of you guys. Are we talking like, about my the, favorite scenes? The doctor. Yeah, the rec yeah. The yeah. doctor he holds him to the minimum who's shares. looking at x-rays and yeah. trading yeah. stock at yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that big pharma, bro. Big <laughs> pharma coming in. Like, Doctor Johnson, were you were you buying stock while you were working? Like, that's yeah. no, no, absolutely no. not allowed here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, you guys don't allow double dipping. That's, you have to go in front of the licensing board. This yeah. is totally inappropriate. <laughs> it's okay. I bought a drug that doesn't exist. But the scene, the scene was cool, and I liked it. But it was just, I don't believe that that showcased that he's this badass salesman. 
I also, guy, it was I, like I, a very easy. I was sell. bought in. I love that I scene. It's so it's so playful. Yeah. Where like the rest of the movie is so like self serious. Right. Where it's like okay, I, I, get that. I don't care about these people if they're gonna be like yeah. so into themselves all the time. Right. But that like scene really gets to showcase Chris. I think is Vin Diesel's mm-hmm. character's name. It like showcases like how confident he is. How much? How many times he's done much, this kind much of thing? Is mine. Yes, exactly. It's like these so people bad. aren't just like co-workers, you know? They're like his familia. You and can he, tell he's going to go on to bigger and better and faster and more furious things in yeah. the future. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, not, like, a, like a fighting movie? Like a kickboxing movie or something? I don't know. Or what, what Remains you, to be seen. Oh, but okay, okay. I didn't believe that he could hush that room like that. How did he do that? Yeah, that was impressive. Like the CEO tries to hush the room and has to like get them like The CEO times. didn't call Reco. Like once you hear Reco. It's, it's known. Yeah, it is known. They it's never yell at the rest the of the movie. There's recos like every two minutes probably, right? Yeah, like, I, I would assume that. It, it just, I don't know. You're just, everyone's on a really important phone call and it's like, hush. I fell yeah, everyone gives up quiet. exactly what they're <laughs> yeah. doing. Like, Hold on, yeah. let me, I'll finish your sale later. And I'll listen to Vin Diesel. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a right, real when he, small when he says When he's on the phone, he says, let me open the, the door to my office. Like right. Everybody's like in on yeah, it and yeah. they're like going along and making noise. So like 50 other phone calls just like, Right, everyone Hello? else dropped their sales. <laughs> I was ready to invest. Now I'm not. <laughs> we were at the last stage of this yeah. sale. <laughs> yeah, it would have been cool to see one guy like, hold on just one second. <laughs> He's <laughs> sick about to close again. God. <laughs> one second. One second. We also we also get introduced to the secretary character. Played Which secretary. Neil Long. Neil Long. Okay, there's two yeah. secretaries. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Well, the, the like the main love interest of the movie, right? Right. Yes. Uh, Abby. Abby. Which and just a coincidence that one of the uh, well, I guess we see two female secretaries in the entire movie, and other than I think his mom, it's the only women we see the whole movie. Also, Neil Long's mom. Mm-hmm. You get Harry's we hear, wife. We hear her complain and about Harry's some wife. God knows yeah. what in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, Neil yeah. Long's about to go stop Giovanni Ribisi to let her know that the feds are in on it, but her mom's complaining from the other room, and it's like, <laughs> shut. Yeah. So, so that was the thing. There's like in between, in between Giovanni, Giovanni Ribisi, Giovanni, like, Giovanni, <laughs> Giovanni, in, in between Chobani's uh, like learning the ropes and like learning about JT Marlin. You have like a quick scene of Abby going home to her mom. Mm-hmm. Which is like why? Like why right. is that important? Right. That, that Humanize get, things, man. They want us to be with her. Off. They want us to feel for her. It's one of those scenes that does not have any kind of payoff. It's just like we're gonna make her live with her mom, right? Because also she she so she dated Greg, which kind of makes sense. I mean, at least he's like a higher up guy there, and that kind of makes sense. But, but according for, to her, they didn't like there was nothing. Right? There, there was so they had a little whatever. But a, why she, she's all thing. of a sudden just smitten with Giovanni Ribisi? Yeah, he very easily. No, like, no interaction really, other than him being awkward and lost. Yeah, like she meets him and fifty other guys yeah. when they come in for the group interview, and she remembers his name the next day. Yeah. Also, Nia Long's mom is a completely broke single mother with chronic pneumonia. She mentions that right. it's like chronic pneumonia. We don't yeah. need to go to the house and see her. We get she it. Needs to be in a, <laughs> she needs to be in a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Well, then yeah. they really drive home that she needs this job to take care of her. Yeah. Which is like, okay, we get it. She takes care of her mom. Yeah, we don't like, need to see it. Like... She takes care of the mom. <laughs> yeah. There's like, been it's... way too many females in this. Go back to the men. <laughs> for a character we never really meet, we hear a lot about mm-hmm. her mom. Just no payoff. Yeah, yeah no, agreed. Yeah, no agreed. payoff. No I'm payoff. just saying this movie was like 35 minutes too long for me. Like, that could have been easily cut yeah. up. You want it in like an hour 25. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Like I a could... Showtime special. Exactly. <laughs> I could have 
use 30 more minutes. I was like ready for it to yeah, keep going Yeah, I would have kept this party rolling. What's his next scheme? One thing that was cool, the bar scene where like the guys from the real brokerage houses are like giving them shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you see that they're like not the badass like tough guys that they think yeah. they are. Yeah, they're all right? kids. They're all kids. There's, some good, yeah. there's some good banter there's back it, and it forth. It showed that they weren't the bad like because we don't all see what they grab shirts and stuff. Right, right. And they're the only ones that get kicked out. Yeah. yeah. The other guys didn't get kicked out, which leads me to believe like they were like. You know, throw Yeah, or but I think that that was effective in just showing that these guys aren't like mm-hmm. they're not the real deal. No, it right was. There. It was for sure. Right. It was like and the this, first crumb of yeah. Giovanni Ribisi realizing like, oh, maybe this isn't. Yeah, just a seeing good them thing. like yeah, like, and like what's supposed to be the real element being yeah. like the shit of the bar. Right. Then uh, we do get the real the other fight where Scott Con beats the shit out of this giant dude. Yeah, buff <laughs> Tom Green. Yeah, buff Tom <laughs> Green. Buff Tom Green. He oh, does look yeah. like that. Little Scott Con just. <laughs> Just gives it to him, yeah, drags hair. him out of the bar, He's into the alley, head. and then just pummels him. Can we talk about the Ben Affleck scene where they're watching Wall Street? Yeah. Really quick. Yeah. Because that's like, that's when Giovanni Ribisi comes over and um, they're like sitting sees, on the floor. Right. And he sees that, like, okay, Ben Affleck, this guy that's talking about, like, uh, like I have millions and millions of dollars. He's got a really nice car in the. Uh, on the sidewalk and then he walks into the house and there's like nothing there. Mm-hmm. Like he just has the tanning bed, just has the couches and Ben Affleck in that scene is wearing a hustler hat and a Trojan condoms t-shirt. Oh yeah. Wow. Hell I yeah, brother. And <laughs> I miss that. For you listeners at home, we're all wearing that exact same outfit right In now. honor of Boiler Room. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm wearing the opposite. I have a Trojan hat and a Hustler shirt. But it was just, it's yeah. just like, it's just really branding all these guys as just like douches right like it's just a really surefire way where it's like you should not look up to these people or maybe you should i don't know what it was like back in 2000 maybe that was cool that was cool (laughs) (laughs) and yeah giovanni risi asked the guy like did he just move in he's like no it's been here eight months again to give this movie some credit uh because it does do some things well i think this is highlighting because i noticed that too i was like wow really like you couldn't have given someone else a hat and him the shirt. He's wearing both. Okay. But I think it's to hammer home the point that he's putting on such a facade at work. He totally. is like this, yeah. like, puff in my chest. I'm powerful. Yeah. I'm rich, dude. And then you see him on, like, an empty couch, like, with right. a hustler hat. And, like, and he you was, know. And you realize he was another 19-year-old dropout who yeah, probably had just, a, some other shit going that he got, yep, exactly. you know, brought in the same yeah. way Gio Rubisi did. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Love that scene. Because, yeah. like, it's not as cool as they all think it is. Right. It's like, like just, <laughs> yeah, hey, you want to come over and watch Wall Street for the 200th time <laughs> and, and sit on my couch and want to yeah, crush I'm some in. beers and quote Wall Street yeah. all night? Yeah. <laughs> you know, brother. Yeah, who can see? You got a chair for me? Like, nah, man, you're on the floor. Yeah. Cool, and I'll be right there. We'll take turns. It's like two or three lines of dialogue and then the next guy's up. And when you're up, you, st- you stand up and it's your time to shine. It's basically what we then do with this podcast. Yeah. Then it's back on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No seats. Yeah, you need, you need a break from work like are you sick of like stocks and trading and cold calling <laughs> come over we'll throw on wall street and get a nice relaxing viewing in oh god <laughs> oh can i at least like lay out on your comfy couch <sighs> no you're not a closer bro if you get there early maybe but yeah. most likely you'll have to sit on it the otherwise you're in the tanning bed <laughs> it shows that they have they have a lot of depth i think is what the takeaway is from that scene like yeah. there's a lot to these characters they're right, not right. one is there? they're multifaceted right we get a, a we get a good hard look at greg's jewish necklace he's wearing in that scene yeah, again, really him. <laughs> and after, that, right. after he said 12 times he doesn't go a scene in the movie 
without noting the fact that he's Jewish. Oh, he's Jewish. Or someone. Yeah. He was Jewish. I didn't he's pick that up. The, I didn't pick that up the first time. Which leads to the next scene where Chris, Vin Diesel's character, and Greg are talking in the office, and they have some very playful racist banter where uh, he tells Vin Diesel, "Go back to Little Italy," and Vin Diesel says to Greg, "Get me a latke, dreidel boy." Yep, <laughs> love yep. it. Hey, five GFA fans, are you looking for an escape this weekend? Check out the brand new Boiler Room Escape. It's just like a normal room escape, but the catch is each one of you get your own cell phone and call list. That's right, you get a cell phone. And in order to get out, you have to open 40 new membership accounts in the Boiler Room Escape company. If it sounds like you work for the company and are trying to call people to invest, well, that's just simply not the case. All you have to do is open 40 accounts. Those accounts will enter into your trickle upstream. The revenue will split among the members in your downstream while you accrue Boiler Room Escape Points. After 100 BRE points, you can convert them into one Marlin Buck. That's right, one Marlin Buck. After the required 40 Marlin Bucks have been split evenly among your down and upstream, you will also be able to unlock the door and head to federal prison, you bozo. Use promo code 5 GFA and send us your money me now. So Seth starts figuring out that things are not as they seem with uh, JT Marlin. Yeah, yeah, just through sheer luck. Yeah. He yeah. notices the regulatory guy the, shredding some the papers. Compliance. Yeah, they're setting up for if the FBI does close in on them because the way that they're selling stocks to people, um, it's inevitable that somebody's going to catch up with them and so they have their next move in place. So Seth catches wind of that. This is also while Seth is becoming a really good salesman. He's got some good lines. I think that's some of the best yeah. acting that Giovanni Ribisi does in the film. Most of it is like a lot of non-acting. He right. Ha- he has the one crying speech to his dad, which is just way over it's the top. It's a bit cringy. But his selling is cool. Like he gets good at it, and it's believable. Yeah, like as a as the character quick. Seth, it's like he's not interesting. He's like super bland. There's not a lot to him. But right. then when he tries to act as somebody else when he's on the phone selling to strangers. Like that's when you're like, oh, this guy can, this, you know, he's a good actor. One of them is only guys passing are playing football, and I don't see a number on your back. One of his hard, no, 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 hard pressure it's sales tactics. The only guys making money passing uh, are NFL quarterbacks, and yeah. I don't see a number. Yeah, wonderful. That, I, 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 I'm in. I'll buy ten thousand shares right now. <laughs> I agree. I love that line. Me and you were watching, and we were both like, "Damn, that." Can was you imagine good. me on the phone and just hearing some guy would do like a sick quote and be like, "Yep, take my money." <laughs> it's hard to believe now, but it is very of the time. And I think if you were right. like in New York at that time, it was probably like, "Yep, that's exactly how it was." Yeah, mm-hmm. he he ends up um, hooking up with the the Harry Renard character on one of his sales calls. And so he um, he sells him pretty well. That's the, the the longest sales call that you get to watch. It's the only really yeah, sales it's call in that real you, time. Yeah, that you get to connect with the character. Um, he prevent he presents him with an investment opportunity. Asks him, "Are you married or are you happy?" And uh, like gets to joke yeah. with him a little bit. And he lies that he's married also to come across a little bit relatable. Um, describes an explosive situation with Ferrotech. Um, and I just want you to test me out. Uh, if I show you 30%, you'd be excited, right? Like he's starting to lie a little bit and he gets Harry Renard to fork over the cash without 
consulting his wife, even though he wants to. So he starts off small with this guy, Harry, and he does 100 shares at $8 a share. So it's only $800. But then when the company starts uh, doing poorly and he sees it in the paper, uh, he calls uh, Seth back. And Seth is like, no, you know, don't worry. People are freaking out. But I actually got word that they're going to flip it around and they're doing great. And Yeah, he pivots with the yeah. situation in the office. Right, right. And he's a good salesman. It shows his skill. Yeah, definitely. He and, says, well, like, what, don't check with your wife. Like, would you? She doesn't check with you when she's at the supermarket, like buying groceries. Yeah. Like, you're the man of the house. Like, yeah. really, really going for his balls. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like uh, when you make a decision at work, do you call your wife after about? Or yeah, because you he's call a, your wife to ask her about it. Yeah, because he's a. Do you purchaser. call your wife to ask her about it? <laughs> and. He's like, uh, no, of, no course of course not. And Giovanni Urbis is like, well, what's the difference? And it's like, there's a huge difference. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, you're like, investing this the is money. insane. He's like, trying to buy a house really... that month. Right. They also, they also really hammer home like, oh, we're trying to save money for a house. They really, yeah, they really we'll get back to that. They're uncomfortable in their apartment. You yeah. Know, oh, and in their God. marriage. Yeah. Their it's... marriage is very uncomfortable. Yeah. We, you feel like you need that. something to like... Yeah, get he, her to like him he again. needs a W yeah. in this, but in it's this marriage. So it's so like ham fisted. It's just like the kids sitting on the stairs, like yeah. listening to the parents yeah. fight, and like it's just they're eating like spaghetti and throwing it, and it's just like oh, they live at home and they have kids yeah. and like, family yeah. four, two kids. Yeah, like, this, yeah. like it couldn't be any this more is cookie America. cutter. Like yeah. it's great too because like. Like, you see them in the beginning where he's like, oh, I just, you know, it's just like a couple hundred dollars in the stock. And she's like, oh, okay, well, like, how do you get your name? Like, don't you wonder about this stuff? And he's just like, bitch, get off my back about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's just like, he's like, gets very It defensive. goes from like, I met this guy, his name's Seth, and like, he's a family man too. Yeah. Like, he's really going to look out for us to like, stop asking me <laughs> questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Leave that's me what, alone. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So later yeah. on, like, when when he winds up losing a lot of money, and then like, you you know, you see that it like affects their marriage. Like, their marriage was already broken. Oh, like, yeah. this was just the tip of the iceberg oh, yeah. for the whole thing. For sure. He plays the middle management schlubby, oh, like, so well. Yeah. Willie well. Loman guy so yeah. well that you're Beta just boy. like, he's not going to make it, but yeah. you really want him to, but you also don't really care. You don't want him yeah. to. There's a scene of him like curled up holding his legs <laughs> yeah. like as his family's leaving him. Like not for him, fighting for them like, at all. You piece of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like you did this. Yeah. You gave 50 grand yeah. to like a guy that was already losing you money. <laughs> yeah. So as Seth is making all these sales, we've started to see that the FBI has been kind of tracking him as... And his federal dad judge. Yeah, federal from judge. when he... Federal judge dad, yeah. From when he first started as a trainee, because they've been, had their eyes on the J.T. Marlin company, because... Did they, were they following we, him when he had the casino, too, or did they no, just no, learn that about that No, that was just background. Later? They were trying to get in on, on J.T. Marlin, mm -hmm. and they don't really explain. They're like, they're just showing, like, he's the smartest of the batch, and it's like, really? Just, yeah. Is he? Like, yeah, at one I, point in the movie, he goes from, like, a shit salesman to, yeah. like, everyone saying if, how smart he if is. If they had said, oh, he's, like, in tight with upper management, I right. would have so been much like, more oh, cool, I'm on yeah. board with them isolating, isolating him. Yeah. But they're not. They're like, he's... They stress that he's the smartest of the punch. Right. And then like, after that, you just shit, see him yeah. like excel in everything. Right, right. You're like, okay, they, I guess they he's listen the smartest to thing. one of his sales calls, and it's right after one of his sales calls that's really good that they, you hear them say, like, oh, this guy's good. We need to get with him. And they know his dad's a judge, so he's an easy target that yeah. way. Yeah. So we're getting towards the end, and we start to kind of see how exactly they run their scam. We missed the fade to black love scene with. 
Ooh, yeah, we haven't really yeah, talked yeah. about their relationship. Like because why there. should we? Yeah. Well, it is no, so. That's where we you talked about her mother, and that's all they talked about. You can no, easily lose 25 minutes of the movie, like you were saying, if you right. just cut her out completely. You get Greg being less of an asshole. You get Giovanni Ribisi having to like cry about his dad to Vin Diesel instead of her, because that's her only role. Is like he oh he's got daddy issues, and like yeah. we can't express that through like all these like alpha like bros so we have to have like a female she's right all, well like, she's she also adds the, nothing else no no she adds quite a bit because she's the in for the fbi initially right. and she's another voice of reason for him like right it, like why are you asking questions like they Is told she, you though she has so many opportunities to like save him and help him yeah. well and, no she like, offers him like her I mom can get ruins you a, it all yeah she no mm -hmm. she says like i'm stuck in this because i have to take care of my mom but i can get you a job at another place when he starts unraveling all of the lies she's like why are you asking yeah, questions his, when they promised you money? His dad, like, the judge, could also get him a job in another place. Like, yeah, but he clearly I'm not so sure the relationship with dad is in that spot. If I, he came to his dad and was like, "Hey, dad, I know I dropped out of school. I've made some mistakes, but like, if you can hook me up with anyone in your circle, like, I'm in." He or, wouldn't because his dad hates him. Or yeah, he would just punch said, him in the face, just like he did when he was on the bike as a little kid and he broke his leg. Because when he's down, dad will kick him while he's down. Exactly. I think his dad's right. What's great about it, though, is they literally cut from like the guys hanging out to their date. And it starts with Giovanni Ribisi being like, yeah, my dad's a problem, but that's not fun date night talk. And then she's like, yeah, I don't want to talk about my dad either. And then she's like, tell me a story about your dad. And it's like, and it's the what? one story. No, but it's the one story about his dad that like is echoed throughout the movie. That's literally the only yeah, thing we the know whole about their date background. Is talking about their dads and how they don't want to talk about them. And then it's like a really serious story. And it's like, yeah. what? They don't have they chemistry. Plow. There's yeah. no like, there's no like romantic, like we're going to go like no. walk on the boardwalk yeah. and like share a laugh. No, like, it's like, it's, yeah. just, it's again, it's a very, together? it's a very shallow way to kind of like establish that relationship between him and his dad, where it's like this one thing happened when they were younger and then he sees the picture of it later in the in his office, and then he cries to him, and they talk about that same situation again. Yeah, that's what it's I'm literally saying. one note. That's one what I'm saying. At the end, when he's breaking down to his dad, like that's what I imagine him <clears throat> doing to Vin Diesel. But like he can't because that movie wouldn't You're work. You're thinking of Saving Private Ryan because <laughs> he can't write that note to his mom. <laughs> yes, we're closing in on the um, FBI. Thank closing God. in on the on the company, JT Marlin. Uh, uh, Nia Long's character is involved. Seth has been approached now. Um, right, because Nia, Nia Long, they got to, the FBI got to first. That's right. In yeah. fact, he gets arrested because she gives him up, and uh, it's revealed that she was involved first because the cops know her name when he gets arrested. Yep. And by this time, he's already involved and implicated his father in the next IPO scheme. So Seth has this grand idea that he's going to outsmart JT Marlin and get in on an IPO scheme that will lose them about 300 grand which in reality like that's got that can't be that much for these guys that's for like sure. a few months maybe like three months yeah. of income for michael the ceo mm -hmm. um but he gets involved in the fbi and then when they bring him in you get to see another cool scene with giovanni rubisi and his dad and he's uh pleading for them to leave his right. dad out of it both of them are very sweaty in the scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, can, everyone gets sweaty. Can someone as the movie explain goes on. for the audience just exactly what this scam is? We're selling stock for companies that don't exist. Do you do you know what bridge financing is? No. Well, basically, it's a way to raise capital for a company that's trying to go public. 
they get money from outside investors. They're the bridge. And it's perfectly legal as long as there's no connection between the investors and the firm. But Michael's fronting his friends as the investors on every IPO we do. So that's why all the names on the contracts are the same. Right. And then he has us push it all in the open market. We're basically selling Michael's shares. And that's where the $2 rips come in. He can afford to pay us that much, and it's worth it for him because, because he depends on us to literally create the market for him. And there's no other firm selling this shit. It's all artificial demand. And then as soon as we sell off his position, there's no need to maintain the inflated price anymore. We, we stop pushing it, and then... The and then it crashes. So it's a bunch of weird... There's a lot going on, a lot of financial things. I don't like it. That, uh... I think it's just confusing enough to like leave a little bit of mystery, but it's also believable like, enough. Plausible, yeah. yeah. No, I got that. And I just, I guess it was shocking where, I mean, so all these guys are just sleazeballs, just screwing people over. Well, are you confused yet? <laughs> if you're not, sign up for 5GFA stock on the yeah. market now. Well, and also what you realize is a lot of them are kind of airheaded because when Seth begins to unravel things, he confides in yep. Vin Diesel a little bit, and he's like, don't you wonder why we're able to get these $2 rips? Like, we're making 20% more than the regulatory like legal amount, uh -huh. big powerhouse broker. And, and Vin Diesel's like, why? Why are you even bothering with that? Yeah, like, yeah we're making like, millions. Aren't dollars. you enjoying this? Like you're make you're about to be a millionaire. You know, like why are you? So yeah, I think keep that, your mouth shut. Don't and ask And that's questions. why they're recruiting young kids who, who don't know any better. Seven. Right. Who haven't been educated yeah. on what they're doing. Yeah. But right. the big ploy, like the longer version of the story, is they have to keep moving the operation, and they probably have to hire and fire a lot of different people mm -hmm. so that yeah. the trail keeps getting cut off. Yeah. But it's a real scheme. Like, yeah. it's yeah. something that happens. <laughs> like, maybe to one of the five of us, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> what an entertaining podcast. <laughs> it is. Seth has to download all of his files onto a floppy disk, which, yeah. is, which is awesome. So the yeah, FBI uses him as a mole. He goes in, gets his client list. Giovanni Ribisi tells Vin Diesel what's going on. And then he... he... <laughs> well, right before that, he has him and Michael, who's like Michael's the like head of JT Marlin mm -hmm. altogether. He's like trying to get Michael to sign off on something so that Harry, the guy that get his Seth had screwed over, they can get, get his money shares back. Shares to Harry in a new IPO. Right. right. Which I don't know like why Michael agrees to this. Because he and convinces like, him, Seth convinces him like this guy's a whale, which is a term they use for somebody who has a lot of money, which isn't true. Like the guy spent his life savings and lost right, right. over fifty thousand dollars in his also, whole family. He's not even a blip on the. But JT they're onto yeah. their next scheme with JT Marlin, right? Like the new uh, retractable syringe thing. Right. And so the idea is now we're going to sell stocks on this new thing, but we need to sell our stocks in the company in order to make them lose money. But what Seth figures out is that if he can get those shares given to Harry and then sold in time, he will get all of his money back. So he needs to trick Michael and he needs to get Vin Diesel to sign that slip. But like, why does Michael take his side instead of Greg's? Because the idea is to keep the client. Like yeah, if so we this give is... this guy a little bit of money now and he'll then... lose more to us later. 
Yeah. And it, it, it becomes clear that Greg isn't keeping track of his clients. Yeah, he's become unhinged. So that's like part of why he agrees, I think, is that like, yeah. oh, Greg doesn't even know what this is. About. I would have yeah, liked sure, to see ahead. more of Michael. Like they keep him pretty guarded mm-hmm. throughout the movie, which maybe is effective, but it's funny because whenever he like enters the room, they're just like roaring applause. Mm-hmm. Like this guy is a god but to these people. I think it's people. effective because it shows that these guys don't even interact with that guy. Right, right. They don't they're even know. They have pigs. no it's idea. Like a, he's like a cult right. leader, basically. Right, exactly. Like there's so much. There's like a cult of personality around him where it's like and nobody interacts with him. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Seth is is able to uncover the entire scheme within like a week of working there. But these guys who have been there for years, like <laughs> they're too busy playing craps in the hallway to like pay attention. <laughs> they don't want to know. Vin Diesel's like they definitely yeah, don't. yeah. Shut up and like just make the calls. You know, right. they're he's not looking into it. And, right. Like, why would you? Like, you're making a shit ton of money. So he finally gets Vin Diesel to sign it. He gives him one last-ditch effort to do something good. He he reveals that the FBI is on their way. Vin Diesel signs a slip. Harry gets his money back, and Seth is out of there. Uh, Vin Diesel gets a chance to escape early. Mm-hmm. FBI comes in, and they close the the movie with the quote that, that begins, which is about the, the slinging the, the crack rock yeah. or a jump shot. Love that quote. Um, it's a great quote. And his last voiceover of the film is, "I tried slinging crack rock, and I never had a jump shot. I gotta find a job." And it like goes out to that like late '90s intellectual hip hop music yep, again yep. at the end, yeah, which so is such good. a weird he, musical backdrop to these characters. Like they do well, not. Well, no, fit it makes sense. That. It makes sense because like they think that they're gangsters. Like they think yeah. that they are. I'm with you. Like they think they are like the badasses of the mm-hmm. white yeah. yuppie stock trading world they just like wish so bad that they were eminem seth like completely ditches abby at the end which feels like she betrayed him when he just just stares at her and walks away i guess but he basically sold out the entire company and suddenly he's like morally yeah i'm with him man she talked to the feds she She, ratted him out she'd probably just say i had to take care of my mom are you craving a delicious broiled sandwich to start your day off right then Broiler Room is the room for you. See, here at Broiler Room, we specialize in quality broasted and broiled chicken sandwiches that will leave you wanting to empty your savings for more. So next time you're looking for a broiled delight, stop looking and get cooking. Head on down to Broiler Room. We broil everything. We take a loaf of bread and we cut it real thin, and then we broil it. Then we broil the chicken along with all the fixins. Then we broil it all together again to create our signature broiled sandwich. Broiler Room is currently promoting a call-in contest. Be the 311th caller on April 20th to win a free broiled sandwich of your choosing. There's only one sandwich on the menu, so choose wisely. Get broiled. Try Broiler Room today. Let's do best scene I saw. Kyle, what's the best scene you saw? The best scene I saw was uh, definitely, we already talked about it, the scene of them rewatching Wall Street. Like, <laughs> I, so it was the only scene in the movie where I was like, I want to see that again. I just find it fascinating that these guys have nothing better to do with their time than to trade off reciting Wall Street. And it's... It is like the worst like flex move ever. <laughs> yeah. Like not the, a badass speech. No, like crew. that's why they need to invite the trainees to come over to like oh. watch them do that because they've all heard each other at nauseum. It's just the right. worst. <laughs> but I loved it. And I want to see it again. <laughs> I love the reco scene. Uh, I'm gonna get uh, uh, a senior broker who's a little more familiar with that particular stock. All right. Hold on a second. Okay. One second. Rocco! 
was great. I think this is the Jaws shot on that, right. like straight into his face. Mm-hmm. Well, because you hear it's set up before. It's like if you get if you hook somebody, you just yell at the top of your lungs, "Reco!" And you're yeah. just like, "What does that even look like?" But it was just so fun. It's such a fun scene, and like watching Vin Diesel like do his thing on the phone. He's so sure of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole office has just got his back. It's like a fun bonding scene. He's got that them. smirk. It's like he's sipping on a Corona and just going, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <Me> familiar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's great. The best scene I saw was Ben Affleck's monologue, uh, the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross speech that he gives to the new trainees that come in. It drew me in. At first I was like, man, this is kind of a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross ripoff. But because they referenced the movie later, yeah. and like we uh, decided maybe a little too self-aware this movie is, uh, it, it makes it okay for me. Like they weren't trying to be something that they weren't. Best scene I saw, uh, similar to Pollard's, is I'm going to uh, put all three. There were three different times Ben Affleck gives speeches to the new trainees. The first one, like he just mentioned, is when their very first time meeting anyone at JT Marlin. The second one was after they've been doing it for a little while and... He tells them that, like, you know, what is wrong with you guys? And he gives a speech about, like, you guys need to act as if. Act as if you are the fucking president of this firm. Act as if you got a nine-inch cock, okay? Act as if. And to do that properly, you need to at least look the part. So go get dressed. When uh, they're trying to, like, push the Ferrotech stuff and... uh, that he's talking about like you guys haven't made enough sales whatever like like every call is a sale he says it's either you're making a sale on pushing stock on him or the other person is selling you on why they're not going to buy stock but don't get it wrong every call is a sale i loved all the ben affleck parts i love that the first part was like glenn gary glenn ross and it was like alec baldwin where it's just he that was the only scene he was in and it it looks like they tried to do that where it's like this is the one scene affleck will be in and then they're like, fuck, we don't have much else. Like we, should, <laughs> we need some steam. Let's, let's introduce another back. Affleck. Yeah, yeah, call another him, speech. Call, yeah, put him in the hustler shit, in the hustler hat, yeah, the we'll Trojan give him another speech. Shirt. It'll be a shorter speech, but it'll just, we'll do one more. All right, how do you do that? I'll start with how did Scott Kahn beat up that big guy, buff Tom Green. Not yeah. even buff Tom Green, just huge Tom it's Green. It's the hair. It's kind of like the... It's the high hair. Yeah, it's it's the hair. Honestly, well, did, was it a couple people that like got on him, though? And no, Scott Kahn eh, just delivered the it was finishing all, blow? I mean, it's a cutaway. Like There mm-hmm. is no way to justify it. That's why they had to go from like, this <laughs> yeah, is a fight, right. to he's just <laughs> kicking the shit out of him outside. Just, they, like, they, you they, just have to imagine what happened on the inside yeah. of that They ball. probably had it choreographed, and they're like, all right, let's play it out <laughs> and rehearse it and see what it looks like. Scott Kahn has like a sleep dart that he shoots across the bar. And then five of them drag him outside and just pummel him on the <laughs> it was a nice homage to his dad and the scene in Godfather. Ooh. You know, I didn't oh. think about that till just this moment, but that is a pretty cool parallel. Wow, and that's Scott. for sure what they were thinking. And we will do yeah. Into the Blue. That is happening. We will not do Godfather, but we will do Into the Blue. You guys are bigger Scott Con fans than I am. Huge does, Scott, Con, which is ironic because he's so little. True, but does, <laughs> is he, does he always play a hothead in every single no. movie? He's Dude, always no. a tough talking guy. No, mm-hmm. Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven. Eleven. Yeah, he's he's kind of just Dude, like, a, but he's still a, tough talking. He's not like a over the top guy, but he's still in like Hover. A, I'll get it done. A kind of a guy. Yeah, in, well, Hover, in Hover, he's really calm and collected. Yeah, that's, that's his Jackie Chan is like the Zen. And part right. it's it's if you haven't seen hover check it out i think again we already touched on this but mine was how did giovanni ribisi get nia long 
They're yeah. just two very unlikable people. Like she's fine, but he's he is fine. She, <laughs> ow, she's she's nothing like that. You're just there's just no sparks. There's no chemistry. She went from Will Smith to Jim. Yeah. He's not funny. Abby. He's not interesting. He's whiny. <laughs> he's just a whiny kid with daddy issues. My how do you do that? Is how did Seth get Harry Renard to put his entire savings into Ferrotech? <laughs> After he originally calls to sell everything, like he had already lost a lot of money yeah. twice <laughs> on his initial investment, and somehow he pulls out fifty grand right for his house. Like he went from eight hundred dollars and losing that and some more. Harry's a moron. Yeah, we're we're, <laughs> we're, 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 to, we're to imagine that if he actually put the fifty thousand dollars into the house, he would lose that house within a year. Yeah, yeah. Two. no, he, I get he's it. like he's like you want to buy a house. Yeah, you want to buy a house in cash tomorrow? And he's like, well, yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's he's like, just, no. It's not even a good pitch. No, it's I get just, it. The sales tactics are, stupid. To, are there to show that Seth is like winning him over and he's a good salesman and that's effective, but still like... Come on, Harry. Like you're better than that. Harry he he's not. He has is not. done the like Toby from the office. Like tried to buy the really cool Christmas gift and the kids hated it. You know, he's that guy. Yeah, he's, he's had that kind I of luck. Feel, they do a really good job of making you feel for that character. Like the way <laughs> yeah. he's nervously talking on the phone. And you're like, no, just like hang up the phone. <laughs> that had to hurt. Ooh, Kyle, start us off with that. Had to hurt. That had to hurt. Um. Basically, any scene with Giovanni Ribisi's dad, I think everyone can agree that yeah. it is, whether justified or not, it is cutting deep. Um, there is a scene where uh, Giovanni Ribisi says, look, you know, I'm just trying to s restore what's left of our relationship. I yeah. mean, and he cuts him off. And he says, Relationship? What the fuck are you talking about? Relationship. What are we dating? I'm not your girlfriend. Seth, I'm your father. <laughs> Clean up your life. Make an honest living. And then you and I can talk like normal people, all right? And then he, later in the movie, he goes, you lied again, you unbelievable piece of shit. <laughs> and it's like, get him, okay, Rifkin. Dad. Dad to her. <laughs> like, That's what I'm saying. Oh, he hates him. His dad no, hates no, him. No, no, no. I think it's kind of justified, but it still had to hurt. <laughs> yeah. My dad had to hurt. Two-pronged. One, when Vin Diesel found out that the FBI was raiding the place, because that Ooh. had to hurt. And two, the wall that he hit after he found out that the FBI was raiding the place. The wall had to hurt. The wall had to hurt <laughs> yeah, from yeah. Vin Diesel hitting it so <laughs> yeah. hard. I can't imagine how bad that wall hurt after that. Oh, that's so true. My, my yeah. that had to hurt plays off of Kyle's, and it's um, when Seth fell over on the bike as a kid and broke his leg. <laughs> and then his father comes over to him, and he's crying. And his dad just smacks him in the face. Man, that had to hurt. Yeah. That did had to hurt. I'm going to go with all of the Harry Renard stuff. Because, like, just, just seeing how hopeful he is in the beginning, where he's like, oh, I'm going to buy a little stock. And ending with his family walking <laughs> yeah. out on him and just him crying in, like, a corner in his house. Yeah. It had to hurt when his wife but, and yeah. kids left. Uh, yeah, yeah. Giovanni Ribisi's yeah. like, do you hold your wife's purse, too? And then at the end of the movie, you see him just, like, <laughs> clutching she's leaving. <laughs> under her purse. It's like, it's the only thing I have left. Oh. Yeah, that's that, yeah, that had Scott to Scott Con outside in a car picking her up. <laughs> in the McSullivan version. Yeah. We know who that would be. Yeah. yeah. All right. Who organizes the reunion? I'm gonna go with the boss, Michael. Um, I'm gonna assume that he uh, was so prepared that he got out of this somehow. I think if you he think the FBI the chose who? to take that the FBI. <laughs> 
chose to take down JT Marlin without enough evidence to bring down the main guy whose whole operation this is. Yes. He's going to jail the longest. Yes. <laughs> False. False, because as we know, the names on all the sheets are not his. So I that think doesn't he, make him I think he not complicit. There's nothing to prove that he actually was ever there or what? is alive. So um, yeah, I'm going with the boss. I think he was able to get out of it, and he's got so everyone's then you think info. He'd be so into rounding up all the guys that went to prison for conspired with Let's get back yeah. together, share a couple <laughs> drinks, and laugh. <laughs> Remember how I all screwed you out of your whole livelihood. <laughs> Um, I think who organizes the reunion, there's there's a strong case for Ben Affleck, which is just to get everybody together to watch Wall Street again. Remember how we quoted it? <laughs> line for line? But my nomination is Scott Kahn because he's just so ready to get involved, right, in a lot of fighting twice in the movie. We didn't uh, even mention the gay guys sitting next to them when they're celebrating. Oh, yeah, that's a great scene. Yeah. That's a good one. What's age the worst? He's just hot-headed. But I think he's uh, he's in line to get everybody back together because he's just down to to relive those early 20s where they just went out to like really weird, bad suburban bars and were making money, but they don't make and money And they went anymore. to one of the greatest establishments in New York City, Ratna's. Hello, Brett. Shout out to friend of the show, Brett Ratner. Hey, how you doing, Brett? I think who organizes the reunion is the FBI agents when they bring everybody together in court and try them all. That's a good point. Is that considered a reunion? Because that would be pretty They probably soon. aren't pr- getting they'll probably... court at the same time, yeah. though. So all... They all march in. They're all... <laughs> yeah, right? They're on, on the chain gang. We are JT Marlin. Turns into a musical. Oh, well, let's not step on a genre swap yet. Another half hour of just musical at the end. (laughs) Yeah. I'm all in. (laughs) It is an abrupt ending. I would like to know what happens after. Which character organizes the reunion? I have Jamie Kennedy. Um, the whole movie, oh, he's just like sort of hanging out yeah, and like we haven't, pretending. We haven't really talked about Jamie he's Kennedy. like pretending to be one of the big fish guys, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. We make lots of money, and like this is my friend, and like he would for sure be like, let's get together, my nizzle, and like yeah. we'll go get to like the gang. And Likes a lot of like, cocaine. That guy, he's yeah, cocaine he's just fiending for cocaine the whole movie, yeah. like. He's for sure the guy in jail like, yeah, but we we get out, we're going to do it again, but this time better. <laughs> like, I love I love how he's like workshopping his Malibu's most wanted character throughout oh, the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many izzles. Yeah. See, I think Scott Conn definitely organizes the reunion. See, he didn't rat out on the other guys, so he ended up going to prison for like the longest time mm. or something. You know, he went for a long time. And he was a big dog in prison for sure. Like yeah. he be- the first day he beat up the strongest right, guy. Right, right. He had a he had a fun time in prison. Yeah. You know, yeah. It wasn't he didn't hate it. Yeah. And he gets out and he has not changed his ways. You get the feeling Vin Diesel probably changed his ways. Greg probably did something sure. else. Gio Rabisi probably got on a straight and narrow path. But Scott Kahn wants to just get after it again. Yeah. Like Pollard said, he's like, let's just fucking rage. Yeah. <laughs> this was just a pause in, in yeah, his this story. Was, yeah. yeah, this was just a minor hiccup in what promises to be another like <laughs> just beautiful journey. They also don't want to invite Jamie Kennedy, but one person does. They're like, let's Greg, not invite Greg him. Greg for sure brings it. And him. then he's like, 
fuck, he's here, and like that really sours the reunion. Yeah, like, and Jamie Kennedy's like, it's funny because I like organized my own reunion yeah. and no one showed up. Yeah, he keeps bringing up the one he did a few years ago. Like, no one came to I got um, a lot of maybes, and like he. <laughs> The FBI just didn't want to like go after him because like eh, we don't know his full mental capacity. Like this, <laughs> let's just just let him. We'll be. just do like a little probation. He yeah. eh, he's fine. Yeah, he'll he's, sort himself. We'll, yeah. we'll shock this one up to bad judgment <laughs> yeah. on his part. The clutch award. Mine is uh, a collective clutch award. Clutches and, and it doesn't pan out the way maybe clutch award should, but I really do. It goes to all of the women. In the movie. Yeah. Mm. They are the voice of reason throughout the film. You have Seth's mom mm-hmm. is the only way there's any mediation between the father and son. She's level-headed. Uh, Nia Long's character speaks honesty into Seth multiple times. She tells him, gives him a chance to get out. And Harry's wife is also the level-headed one in that situation. Like, how did you get a hold of this stock yeah. Broker. She yeah. has the very normal. Yeah, yeah like, and he's like, questions. oh, he he called me, and she's like, you need to sell this stock immediately. <laughs> yeah, how did he get your number? He's how like, did he? Know I don't you? know. You get the feeling she's not opposed to him investing. She's just like, this wait, what? Like, yeah, this is no, how you chose to do it. She's not fooled one minute by the scam. Um, and I think all of the women in the film sort of have that collectively. Yeah, I'd go with that. But no one listens to them, so it's not that clutch. Because <laughs> you don't. Pitch the bitch. <laughs> My clutch word is that other receptionist. Yeah. I forgot her name, but the one that the like. The secretary assess, that, that finishes yeah. the sales calls. Closes them. Yeah. She, all day, we don't see her much, so she qualifies for the clutch word. But all day long, she's taking calls like the Harry call and has to say, he's not in. It's just people yeah, constantly being like, she probably gets so I much verbal to, abuse. To, oh my god, I need to I need to talk to my guy and sell. It's like, he's not in the office. And she's so calm and collected. Yeah. And she's doing that all day long, all day, every day. Yeah. I have Scott Kahn <laughs> when he isn't opening his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Almost everything he says this movie is like either a like racist or homophobe put down. But when he's not opening his mouth, he just looks so cool with the hair. And like, he's like the guy in the gang. I'm like, you want to hang out later? And then he says something and I'm like, never mind. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) and then we can beat up some gays. Yeah. In the bar scene, when they're like with the JP Morgan guys, the real guys, they're like, we're from JP Morgan. He's like, and I'm a black Negro. And it's like, whoa, yeah. Jesus, Scott Con. That escalated but quickly. But then when they get kicked out of the bar, he flicks his cigarette at the door like yeah. a badass. <laughs> it's just like move. perfect trajectory. Yeah. It's like, Jesus, you're the man. The spark the cherry flies off. It's <laughs> yeah. so, so good. Now, we were talking about like what like, if you were – so Greg is Seth's like boss basically. Right, mm-hmm. right. So what if you were the poor bastards who had – Scott Con is their boss. Yeah, <laughs> Scott Con, the one at this, the end who's like, "You can't sit. Yeah, you don't deserve just, to sit anymore." Yeah. Just that for every day. Like my boss keeps calling me a pussy. <laughs> yeah. Like he keeps punching yeah, me. Exactly. He keeps telling me. Just, There's like, one quote he has at the end of the movie that is like the only line that I actually enjoyed from him, which is. You couldn't close a fucking window, you moron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you get the feeling that's just his yeah. constant that's daily his, interactions. That's his, how was your Monday? Yeah. <laughs> My boss is four foot eleven. He yells constantly. He's such a, his hair is enormous. Uh, let's go to quotes. 
Joel, what do you got? So many great Ben Affleck quotes. It's hard to pick one. But definitely the the sale one at the end where it's like, you know, that's like a motto to live by when you're like cold calling people. Like a sale is made on every call. Either they're, they're selling you on on why they're not buying or you're selling them on what to buy. That was also mine. I'll do it in its entirety. Um, we've already talked about it a bunch, but Ben Affleck in that scene says, A sale is made on every call you make. Either you sell the client some stock or he sells you on a reason he can't. Either way, a sale is made. The only question is, who's going to close? You or him? Uh, be relentless. That's it. I'm done. That's great. Boom. It's... He definitely gets across the desperation of the whole company right. of like... We're we're falling apart here. Um, can I do a couple quotes? We're falling yeah. apart. So I think this is a Scott Con quote, and it's when they're in the bar in Chelsea, I think. And they're, they're oh, there's I like know the, what it is. I'm there's cringing. The, <laughs> there's the clearly like gay mm-hmm. booth right next to them, and I'm pretty sure it's Scott Con who says, <laughs> who says, "Why did the feminist cross the road to suck my fucking cock?" <laughs> Jesus. Just like, just like, a, like, oh, on what level is that a joke? And then Scott Con tells them to, I wish we could just all put you on an island. Yeah. And then the guy's sweetie. like, guess what? You're on it. Yeah, you're it's on it. It's a great comeback. Guess um, what, honey? You're on it. Boom. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's, I like that scene, though, because it, it really just demonizes the JT Marlin guys rather yeah. than the gay guys in the booth. Right. Right. I like Which to think like, in real life. The whole uh, Seth and his dad like dilemma was a real Scott Con James Con fight where it's like you can't take the script. I'm James Con, and all you do is put down homophobes and other races. And he's like, "But dad, I'm just trying to make a living. I'm trying to do right by you." Yeah, I got the first Affleck speech. The I'm a millionaire. I drive a Ferrari. That whole that entire yeah. speech yeah. So is good. just one that, amazing. One that he says on there that's really great is he goes. Look at my fucking smile. Ear yeah. to ear, baby. <laughs> yeah. And he's not smiling. He's not smiling. <laughs> yeah. he's not smiling at all. So good. And I also the crack rocks and jump shots mm-hmm. or quote is just yeah. great. It's Biggie Smalls and they say it twice in the movie. It's it's a great line. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I have uh, one and one only. It's uh, Vin Diesel and he goes, Holy shit, you slut, you made the call. <laughs> It's just like, if anyone else said that, I'm not into it. But Vin Diesel going, holy shit, you slut. I'm in. I'm all in. This episode of 5GFA is brought to you by Scotch Cons. If you're like McSullivan, you love scotch. Maybe a little bit too much, but definitely not. Well, now with Scotch Cons, you can take your scotch out and about around town with scotch in a con. Drink your scotch while you're beating up a guy outside a bar while you're beating up a guy at the beach, while you're beating up a guy at a Yoshinoya. Basically, you can drink your scotch on the go anywhere you like to beat up bozos. Now with Scotch Cons, available at most scotch stores. Not affiliated with Bortles and James Cons. What takes you out of the movie? What takes me out of the movie? Um, again, Seth. But mine is, in the last 30 minutes, he's like whispering the whole movie. He's just like this really boring guy. And then when his dad gets in it's like <laughs> who gives a shit because i'm i'm good at what i do dad i'm good at what i do and the, the casino the casino was a fucking business and i and i ran it pretty fucking well dad and to think that i closed it for you wait 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 
When did you close it? And then, and then I he went... just falls apart in the last yeah, half he, hour. He it's like, really went for it. Just dial it back, man. You're going to be so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah, he could have he toned it down. He was really going for that Oscar. <laughs> so what, what takes me out of the movie is uh, the scene when they're watching Wall Street at the house and just there's nothing in the house. He went through all this trouble. He has at least one couch. He has a TV that isn't that big. And he has this fancy car. Really? You couldn't get Tanning a couple booth. more couches? <laughs> spin-off category. What should have been in that house? Uh, five ping pong tables. A water bed. <laughs> like legitimately. What do you think, <laughs> back what chairs. Do you think he would have bought? He seems like a fish tank kind fish, of guy. I was just yep. thinking yeah. fish tank. Or like yeah. a Jacuzzi. shark tank. In, like in one door. shark. <laughs> It's yeah. like ten thousand dollars a month table. to like clean and feed and maintain. <laughs> it's just like all right, just walk around the yeah. giant tank when it's you guys a, come in. A nice poker table somewhere in the corner. Indoor jacuzzi. Mm. Indoor jacuzzi would be cool. That'd be appropriate. How about some women? Like they don't. Yeah. Ever yeah. Really. They're all. It's always guys night. Yeah. yeah. Like except for the the all mansion right, party. boys not out. Right. Like you think you could pull together like a really good classy meal too? Like they've already gone to the extent of mm-hmm. trying to buy nice suits and live a high life like but they never connect the dots it's just like pizza hut boxes in wall street let's do mcmulligans my mcmulligan is i would have made seth enjoy his whole time more it would have been a better movie if he was like having fun you never get yeah. to see him get the <laughs> you know? car right he never reaches yeah. that level of like, yeah like you never get the feeling he was enjoying this and i think just a little mm-hmm. bit of the movie him being like this is fucking sick i don't want to hang out with these guys like no. No. they're just like yelling and berating each other like it's not glorified it's not glamorous yeah. like no one is having a good time no. yeah. it's just like you're hang like i didn't even want to rewatch it i was like <laughs> jesus like yeah, you hate your dad and Nia Long and you, like, suck. And, yeah, like, Ben suck. Affleck's gonna put everyone down. And, like, there's, like, no, like, just happiness of, like, but we were living it. Like, Wolf yeah. of Wall Street, I don't think that's a great movie. Like, I thought mm-hmm. it was fine. Like, maybe it's just not my genre. But, like, you hunt, again, they were having a yeah, they, they like, sold the, yeah. like, we're invincible. Right. Like, we love this. And it was, like, in this movie, it's, like, what like yeah. the phones? Ugh. Uh, McMulligan. I would just take out the whole Abby subplot of like them having a romantic relationship and like her mom and everything. I don't like it. Doesn't do anything. It would been yeah. it would have been way more effective if like he gets found out by the FBI and then you don't know who it is and then they bring in Nia Long and it's just like mm-hmm. oh shit that secretary that like we didn't even know existed. You know because like they make suspense. her they make her a little too complex you know yeah. i just wish she was like a little bit more simple it's very half like a waitress or something <laughs> <laughs> my my mcmulligan is uh, i want to see more of michael behind the scenes i want to see the inner workings of like him discovering the next uh, scheme that he's going to come up with um, maybe he's good left as a mystery but i want to see more less is more with him for sure like i don't buy him as like this like head of this that's why i want to see more like he's not really sold as like a worthy lead to this whole operation you see so much more of like the other grunt workers but um yeah i want to see more uh my mick mulligan make greg just like 10 percent likable like (laughs) he is just deplorable the whole movie yeah like there's a there's a interaction early on where you're like oh him and i long used to date and he goes you look pretty and she goes Thank you. And he goes, so you want to tell me where the fuck you were last night? And it's like, Jesus. Jesus Christ. Whoa. Like, and every line, the whole movie is him just like, shove a cannoli up your ass, Diesel. Like, he's just like, 
yeah. He's Seth just... says something nice to her. Yeah. And I mean, he was right. He was on the right set. Yeah. But he's like, stay the fuck away from her. Yeah, she's a fucking whore. <laughs> yeah. Like... yeah, he says and, that a couple times about her. He drops the N word. He's the yes. only one to drop the N word. So <laughs> uncomfortable. Kennedy did too in the very beginning. Very beginning, yeah. yeah Does the, he? At the yeah. like mansion. He doesn't say nizzle party. or anything? Yeah. No, no, he's, he's just. Oh, when he's talking about the jockey. Hard R. Yeah. Let's move on to who would you buy Ferrotech stock from? So which of the senior brokers and Seth would you buy Ferrotech stock from? I'm going Vin Diesel all the time. I second that. I think Vin Diesel's the only answer. I have Scott Kahn. What's uh, the, that thing you do, this guy's name? Michael. Michael. Yeah, Michael. It's Tom Michael. Everett Scott. Because I'd just be going, I'd like to speak to your supervisor <laughs> until I make it all top. the way to the top. <laughs> SOS spinoff origin or sequel? Um, mine is a uh, an SS category. It's a spinoff sequel called Shawshank Redemption Two: Into the Boiler Room. Wow! Whoa. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a Shawshank Redemption like film where all the guys are in prison because they got <laughs> they just got oh, rolled over. Um, and Vin Diesel leads the escape and plays the Andy Dufresne character. Um, Scott Kahn joins a neo-Nazi group, much to the chagrin of Greg. <laughs> and, uh, Wait, is, Greg is Greg Jewish? Uh, I don't know. He, it's not mentioned. <laughs> and then Jamie Kennedy is like 50% red, where it's like, I can get anything for anyone, and he's really annoying. Yeah. It's like, I can get you Sarah Michelle Gellar poster if you need it. And uh, and then <laughs> Very, like, the only difference is like Jamie Kennedy plays like the physical incarnation mm-hmm. of him, but Giovanni Ribisi still maintains the like voiceover red aspect of it. Of like, <laughs> we was in prison. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a heavy voiceover sequel. All right. Well, that gets into genre swap. Genre swap? So it's like Shawshank 2 meets <laughs> Boiler Room. <laughs> I think in a spinoff, this could be an action movie of Vin Diesel and Scott Conn on the run from the feds. That'd be my genre into action that. on the run kind of movie That's great. Oh, man. Uh, my genre swap I'm going sci-fi so it turns out what a out, surprise so I love sci-fi so Gremlins it turns out taking over the planet <laughs> so it's no, like no, no. Scott Connors a supernatural <laughs> ghost <laughs> so it turns out that the drug companies aren't making a drug that helps premature babies oh, okay. they're just cloning the babies okay. and replacing the premature babies with the clones and so while Seth is figuring out like, oh man, how is Michael doing all this? How is this company making all this money? He also stumbles onto this clone conspiracy uh, and has to thwart that at the same time that he leads the FBI to take down Michael. Wow. So it's kind of like an Arnold Schwarzenegger sixth day kind of thing. Right. Oh, so it's like sixth day mixed with Shawshank. Mixed with Boiler can't. Room too. <laughs> I was off. Fast and the Fast and Furious Sixth Day yeah. Redemption Room. Oh, yeah. Um, my genre swap is kind of a genre swap. I just want to make it way more violent. Very a lot bad. more death, yeah. basically. <laughs> Let's get into the Blu-ray price. How much would you pay for a Blu-ray of Boiler Room? I would pay $10 never to see this movie ever again. Whoa. That's, that's twisted and depressing. <laughs> I, I, had to, I saw it twice, and the first time I saw it, I was like, this is 45 minutes too well, long. But what if it was your sci-fi you version keep, with the bunch keep trimming of... trimming the ideal length of the movie. <laughs> it's now an hour and nine minutes. <laughs> I'd make it a, no, I'd make it a short. But what if, it, it, short. what if it was the clones version? How much would you pay for that? Oof. Like five ninety nine. 
All right. Okay. <laughs> That's going to stay in. That's a, a, gonna, a so, little bit more. So, so I really enjoyed this back when I first saw it years ago. The rewatch, you know, well, it wasn't as good as I remember, but I really did enjoy it. And so I'm still going about like 20 bucks. I'd pay $150 cool. for this Wow. I want to own it. I want to watch it again. That's more than Roadhouse wanna... and well, Speed combined. Well, I forgot what I paid for Roadhouse. <laughs> no, you I think... paid like 50 bucks. No, no. Roadhouse. I think Roadhouse, you said anything under 200 uh, yeah, I think that's well. That was so for the extended I, I wouldn't pay version. as much for Roadhouse, so I wanted to clarify. It was 120 said, for the original Roadhouse and under 200. But for Speed the extended was version. low. See, this but this movie means more to me than Speed yeah, does. That's true. You never see. Yeah. It. yeah, that's true. So it, less than Roadhouse, but. I'd still pay a lot. See, I'd like to show it to my kids. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna match. That. I'm gonna match Aaron and say hundred dollars. I'm gonna match Aaron and say hundred dollars as well. It was my first time watch, and I was all in. I loved it absolutely. I'd go three ninety nine. You guys, uh, that's suck. more. I'd like, suck. I'd like to go. I'd like to go ninety nine cents, but. Pollard, you talked me into three ninety nine. <laughs> hey, we'll start, such a good salesman. We'll start you off at the the minimum. I know I firm. always say this, but like, why don't we buy? Why don't we sell you a movie you really like, get you comfortable? <laughs> if you enjoy that, you come back to us a month from now. Yeah, we sell you the real thing. So let's finish with: Would this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? I think it does so work. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go with yes. Okay. I think in two capacities. One, he's the Scott Con character, mm-hmm. and he's the bad boy of the group. He gets in fights. He protects Michael when they're out in public. You know, he's always got his sleeves rolled up. Even when he gets into work at nine in the morning, his sleeves rolled up, tie undone, like he's ready to go. It also works as him being the FBI guy and mm, him that's being where the law I was enforcement. Go with it. Yeah, and him having sex with Nia Long, her mom. Except the other it doesn't fade to black at that scene. No, no, no. No, no it shows the full penetration. Big old dong. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's most of the movie. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of flack from you guys for this, but I was thinking McSullivan could play the Harry Renard character. Whoa. Fuck you. Oh, Jesus. You fucking piece of shit. No, no, no. Check it out. So Seth calls McSullivan during one of his drunken stupors, and McSullivan's just like, what? Fair, yeah, all right, I'll, here's all my money. I'll give you everything. McSullivan loses all of his money, and the rest of the movie is a revenge fantasy where McSullivan mm. just takes revenge away. Revenge reality. Yes, right. where McSullivan just takes everything away from Seth. First of all, he makes his dad lose his judgeship, mm-hmm. takes Nia Long away from him because, like, why is she with him in the first place when she can have McSullivan? I mean, when you have Giovanni Rabisi, it's hard to ignore. Yeah, know? well. He is. <laughs> steamy. <tempting>. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then eventually McSullivan takes down the whole firm by himself. Guns and then, blazing. Guns blazing. And then just takes Giovanni Ribisi like, back to his house or something and just like pummels him. I also love him being just a burnout in the casino. Oh, that'd be good you know, too. Like it just follows gambles. him. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, he goes to this 19-year-old's apartment to gamble <laughs> hard. Uh, my McSullivan involves him on the FBI side that we've talked about. Of course, McSullivan's a cop, so he gets... Um, somehow involved with the FBI and is a lead on the investigation for J.T. Marlin. Um, Long enough for him to infiltrate J.T. Marlin undercover. He outsmarts Michael, convinces the firm to change into his new firm called Mick Marlin. (laughs) Now we're talking Mick Marlin, Long John Silver. And he keeps... (laughs) 
he keeps the FBI at bay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gaining leads. Like, I'm gaining what we need. Like, don't, don't ruin the case. It's not time to go in guns blazing yet. Like, I'm forming my leads. Meanwhile, he's getting in on all of these schemes. He's making so he much can't cash. Keep upside down, right? No. He's making so much cash. Um, until finally the FBI catches up with him and he's forced to kill a lot of FBI agents. <laughs> and that's the closing of the movie. And then cue that 90s hip hop music and it's just him <laughs> just <laughs> killing people but there's in some... like a room full of cash. That's just like huge amounts. It's like a jungle of... There's like an easy way at what? the end he pins it on someone else. Uh, this doesn't work as a McSullivan vehicle. It's what? the first one that doesn't. Oh, no. Um, I think the reason it doesn't is because it does. Oh! It's definitely a McSullivan vehicle. You got me, man. Um, this My is heart was racing. This is classic McSullivan. Um, so McSullivan is at Queens College buying weed off of students. <laughs> When he gets wind of a backdoor poker game that he hasn't been kicked out of yet. So he goes and loses a ton of money to Giovanni Ribisi's character. And when Gio leaves and the other dealer comes in, that's when Max starts cleaning up. He's mostly responsible for all of the house losses that causes... Giovanni Ribisi to ultimately shut it down. It's like, when I was there, we were killing it. Now, we're fucking floundering. We're shutting it down. So McSullivan goes there, and when he finds out it's closed, he beats the guy to shit. He nearly kills a replacement dealer to find out where Giovanni Ribisi is and what he's doing now. He then proceeds to blackmail the firm when he goes there and he finds out what they're doing. And when he's going back to collect his blackmail money and cocaine from Jamie Kennedy, mm -hmm. he finds out <laughs> yes. that it's being raided. And that's when McSullivan's like, no, I'm a cop. I, I busted this. And it further leads to the legend of McSullivan. He took down JT Marlin, but it was totally by happenstance. <laughs> His badge like in his shoe. It's like a really hard to get badge because yeah. he's been hiding it. Like, I had yeah. no intent of oh, pulling yeah. this out. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Be sure to check us out at five guys flicking around at gmail.com. Please stop emailing us about knockaround guys. We got pretty close with Boiler Room. We will get to knockaround guys. You can also follow us at Five Guys Flicking Around on Instagram. And check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. What I have created. I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. I'm not ashamed Keep no more. the talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car! Alright boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing! If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing, I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch! Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent! You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. Rico! 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 I need you to come down to my sandwich shop. It's about to run out of sandwiches. Somebody needs to get these sandwiches.
Pickles! <laughs>